up and Jonathan Joseph comes straight through the middle. Got Mike Brown to beat as the last line of defence and here goes Joseph. Joseph's going to get over. Watson goes on the outside. Oh, Watson goes Hello and welcome to the Bath Rugby Plug, the rugby podcast by the fans for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black and white. A midweek Bath Rugby Plug. My name is Gable and I'm joined as ever in jubilant spirits, smiling gleefully down the line by my good friend and fellow Bath fan, Tom. Tom, it's so nice to see you on a Wednesday night. How are you? Oh, it's, yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, absolutely buzzing after that whingy. It's... Uh, it feels strange doing, I think, what's our first podcast uh, this soon after a game. It feels slightly raw, but yeah, as you say, spirits very, very high. Uh, 14 out of the first 15 possible points secured. Um, a tough fixture away. Um, and the Bath go marching on to the top four. <laughs> Got that in in the first minute of the, of the podcast. You already texted me before the podcast saying that's the name we're going to have, despite what we say. So um, but yeah, Tom, such a great win for, for Bath. And we're going to talk all about that um, Bath win at Northampton Saints, which we've just watched. The boys joyfully marched off the pitch about half an hour ago. Um, you know, we don't normally do these instant reaction podcasts and we did promise to do one. And I actually, now thinking about it, dread to think what I would be like if we'd lost that game and I had to come and talk about it with you for half an hour or so after the game immediately. But with a win, I can honestly talk about it all night. We are going to try and keep this tight, um, keep it to about 20 to 30 minutes, just focusing on that fantastic Bath win at Franklin's Gardens. And then we'll have another um, mini pod later on in the week previewing the bank holiday Monday rugby against Wasps. What a festival of rugby and Bath are playing so bloody well. I'm all here for it. Um, Tom, how did you find uh, a midweek game of rugby? Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely loving this. I mean, the fixture list is uh, it's just ridiculous. Like every, every, every day there seems to be rugby, you know, six o'clock just after work, uh, or a few hours after work in your case, G. Um, and then all through the, the bank holiday weekend, only a couple of days off now, and then back into the, um, into the next round of fixtures. And, you know, um, I think if we were in some of the, you know, if we were in sort of a, 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 a sort of poor run of form, um, mm. as we've shown in the past, this could be a pretty tough mm. watch game after game, but we're building some momentum. And G, let's not forget, you know, we made 13 changes um, as you'd predicted going into going into the game tonight, Northampton have put out uh, probably what was their strongest team out of the three games uh, that, 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 that they've yet played. Um, we rolled the dice hugely at Franklin's Garden. Um, it was a tough first half, as we'll come on to. Uh, and then, you know, to, to respond in the way that we did, to defend in the way that we did as well. Uh, the boys should be hugely, uh, hugely proud of themselves and some outstanding performances as well individually throughout the team, I thought. Yeah, I mean, it is great this midweek rugby, but um, you know, I don't think my heart can take watching Bath two times a week. Like, it's stressful enough the the roller coaster ride of of being a Bath fan, but the ups and downs were there again tonight. Luckily, finishing on and uh, on an up, Tom. Um, and yeah, let, let's kind of get straight into into the game. Uh, and as you say, thirteen changes made by Bath. Most notably, I guess, um, was Josh Matavesi starting at fly half, which we'd speculated would happen, but obviously confirmed with, with the team selection alongside Will Chudley uh, and Matavesi kicking, as we saw, both at goal, out of hand 
and um and uh, from penalties out of hand and dropping out so everything he was kicking which we we kind of speculated it may be red path or the glanville but no matavesi taking the responsibility how do you think he, he he kind of settled into the game into that new role only his second appearance in the premiership at fly half yeah, I mean, uh, you said everything he was kicking. I think probably uh, the right way to say that was he was kicking everything. Uh, <laughs> every time he uh, he got the ball, it was clearly a ploy. I think every time sort of um, Bath would play right, we'd switch it back to Matavesi and he would sort of ping it um, down into the left-hand corner, uh, try and find grass. And I thought, I, I thought, you know, uh, I think I think there's a few things here. The effort from him today was absolutely outstanding. You could tell... Uh, that he was really putting his body on the line. He was chasing his own kicks. He was often the first man there. He was flying around in in defence. Um, he was really trying hard. I mean, my view, and I, you know, is that he's not a natural fly half. But I mean, in terms of the effort put in by him, and you know, he he did have some some lovely individual touches. You know, some of the kicks that he made, I thought were were really classy actually. Um, but he also, you know, does make some errors. Um, the exit, I thought, uh, was poor. Um, at times, you know, he sliced a few kicks that, that really didn't get us out of, of of trouble particularly well. And I think, you know, looking at how he gels in in that back line, um, I think distribution wise, uh, you know, he, he's probably got um, a bit of a, a bit of a way to go. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what you thought. G. I thought fant- fantastic effort. And the other thing I'd say is I think we didn't make it easy for him at times. Mm. You know, I remember the, the first yeah. kind of back move that we tried to make work. Uh, from a scrum, Mercer had gone off for an HIA, so Bayless was filling at number eight. And so the pass that Redpath received from Bayless was so loopy that by the time it got to Matavesi, he was absolutely lined up, um, could do nothing with that ball, um, and I think made him probably look worse than than he was in that instance. Uh, likewise, yeah. I thought I thought we could have I thought we could have box kick better yeah. when when Chudley was on. You know, uh, putting him under a lot of pressure um, with those exits. So yeah, I thought I thought great effort. Um, not his natural position, um, and um, I think that showed at times. Um, but yeah, what, what, what do you make of him? Yeah, I, I think you're, you're probably about right. I, th- I think what I really enjoyed from from Matavesi is he did it all with a, a beaming smile on his face. His smile yeah, yeah, yeah. carried over from from Tigers, and I think he realizes that he's been put in a situation where he isn't um, maybe as comfortable as he would be uh, inside centre, but. He only joined Bath on on a short-term loan deal, don't forget. And now he's being thrust into this huge position of responsibility. And I think he's kind of taking it as, well, you know, frankly, I'm going to make the most of it and I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it with a smile on my face. And I really did appreciate that. But that that said, uh, he, he isn't a natural fly half. Uh, he was taking the ball from, from Chudley way too deep. You know, he wasn't allowing his backs to, to get set. Uh, for any sort of backs move and when he was he often flung the ball out wide too quickly uh, putting the wingers under way too much pressure he exited poorly um, and Chudley uh, exited when Chudley chose to exit, exited terribly, and that 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 was uh, a kind of really didn't allow us to get to get into their half in, in that first half. And I think, you know, whilst it was only three uh, three, I think it could have been worse in that second half, particularly as in that first half. Sorry, particularly as because we just like we saw in the the end of the the Leicester Tigers game, we just couldn't get out of our twenty two at times. Yeah, and yeah, you know, it's hugely difficult. You know, they 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 cut to to Stuart Hooper for an interview, sort of midway through the through the first half, and he 
um, kind of mentioned that, you know, Chudley and Matavesi have been working as a combination together a lot during the, the sort of mini preseason that they've had. But if you look at the combination that, that was out there tonight, so Chudley, Matavesi, Redpath, and then Max Clark. You know, Clark's just come back from injury. Redpath's just come from sale. Uh, uh, Chudley and Matavesi won't have played together much in, you know, realistically in training with there only being a few weeks of proper uh, proper training in, in pre-season. Matavesi is not a natural 10. So, you know, it, it's it's not a great circumstance. But when you look at some of the experience that, that was lined up, so against Dan Bigger at 10, um, P.S. Francis, who, you know, was in the in the England squad for the World Cup, they were lining up against some, some pretty... Um, pretty high-class opposition who have played together for a number of seasons. And I think in that context, they did a pretty good job. It's not first choice, mm. but we know we're having to test our, our squad depth to the limit. Um, and I think when you take that into account, um, you know, there were no absolute howlers that led to led to points or, no. or, or, or anything else. So um, I think you've got to say, good job, uh, you know, fantastic effort from, from Matabesi. Uh, but um, I think as we said last week, in the medium term, uh, I think, you know, we do need to revert him back to his, his favourite position and, and look elsewhere at 10. Yeah, so when we do next play this, the, the sort of rotational halfbacks, I guess they will have the the added bonus of playing again, playing with each other for, for 60 minutes. But as I said before, I, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Orlando Bailey, the, the young guy, uh, given a go in one of these games and kind of see how, how he gets on. But um, yeah, no no knock on, on Matavesi there. But I, I do think, I, I think it's more of a knock on Trudley from my end. I just don't think he helped him with, and we've seen that they want to go back to, to fly half to clear when Priestland's playing. Because Priestland's kicking it like, like no one else at the moment. He's, he's striking it so cleanly from hand but Matavesi wasn't and Chudley's got the experienced scrum half has got to take more responsibility there and blimey did we have a scrum half to come on that wanted to take some responsibility but let's kind of not dwell on on, on those on that maybe negative Tom um, I think early on in that first half it became clear uh, one of the patterns of the game was going to be the scrummage uh, Stuart Hooper in the interview that, that he gave on 20 minutes with BT Sport said that Northampton don't want to scrummage and, and Owen Franks cashing his pension did not want any piece of Benno Urbano, Tom, you must have enjoyed that on a Wednesday evening. Absolutely. It was, he was uh, playing all the tricks in the trade that he has learned over his long and, you know, illustrious career, two-time World Cup winner. Um, but he, yeah, he simply could not deal with the power that was coming through from, from Benno Urbano. Um, he is absolutely monstrous in that scrum. You know, five scrum penalties uh, at, to nil. Um, Neil Hatley and, and, and the Bath front row will be pretty happy with that. Five out of the nine penalties, G, uh, that Northampton conceded. Um, it was an absolutely huge weapon for, for Bath tonight, as it was, let's not forget, uh, at the wreck in the, in the reverse fixture um, earlier on in the season. So um, brilliant, brilliant stuff. You're absolutely right. You know, Franks was um, kind of stepping into a barn and not letting him get set, uh, just trying to make him do everything to make him uncomfortable, moving his head, um, around to, to, to sort of earn the free kick and, and con the ref a little bit. Um, and Stuart Hooper has uh, seen it all before, obviously, as well. Um, called him out as it was. Uh, but yeah, brilliant, sounds, brilliant stuff. Sounds start. like you know all those tricks to, to kind of buy yourself some time against a domineering loose head. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. I've, I've <laughs> seen it and done it, mate. Don't worry. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that first half was, was um, 
more generally, I think, sort of went along those lines. It, it felt to me, G, like it, it, there were two very blunt instruments mm. um, just battling out to find a bit of fluency and find a bit of ascendancy. Um, you know, you cannot fault you cannot fault the the physicality. It's probably the most physical rugby uh, that we've seen so far out of any game. Players absolutely clattering into each other. Clearly, very individually fit and and at the races. Uh, but we just weren't cohesive enough, and and nor Northampton. Yeah. Um, and for it to be sort of three three um, without you know really uh, you know anything that came close to a try. Um, uh, I think kind of reflected the the, the lack of uh, kind of togetherness for for both sides, and it was just kind of a very physical encounter mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and very bruising. Mm. There there are some weeks, Tom, where I think, God, I, I could be a, a professional rugby player. I could do that. But there are this there are this weeks when I think I cannot even get close to being a professional rugby. As you say, the physicality uh, of, of that game. And I'm thinking in particular of the Nairo Voro or Mike Williams in the bottom right-hand corner. Like, that's just too battering rams clashing into each other. How Mike Williams got up from that, you know, is, is beyond me. But that, that was unbelievable because we have seen Mike Williams <laughs> iron, iron people out, fold them up like cheap deck chairs. And he went in high... Uh, and he just got flung away like he was like he was oh, he was no nobody. Worries. And well, yeah. well, we're talking about well, Matavesi as well. What a tackle from him running back. So you know, Nairavolo was just shrugging players off. Chudley had a good go, but was was getting absolutely nowhere near. And last ditch defence, uh, you know, he showed great strength, Matavesi, to sort of bundle him, um, bundle him out into into touch. But yeah. Um, Norvolo's uh, probably the epitome, I would say, of of a blunt instrument. Uh, to be honest, very very effective. Um, I wouldn't want him on my team, but I wouldn't want to be playing against him as well, Jim. Yeah, I think that probably sums him up perfectly, actually, Tom. And and I think the first half was you know physicality off the scale, uh, and I don't want to say skill uh, not really there because I recognise there is skill in defence, in scrummaging, in line out, in everything they do. There's there's huge amounts of skill, but there was no subtlety to to either team. Uh, it, it, neither set of backs had any sort of fluency. The forwards were really quite blunt, as you say, not not subtle in their game and. And yeah, it was kind of a, I think we've seen some of these midweek games, Tom, that they can be a bit disjointed and a bit um, lack, lacking in fluency because often the players are playing in combinations, which they're not really used to. And I think the first half was was really yeah. uh, a great example of that. Let's so just, so just pick out a couple of a couple of points and I'll throw a couple of questions your way um, on mm. the first half, G. Mm, and then if you like, so, a couple of highlights for me. So, um, yeah, they were they were bounding down on our line uh, quite a few occasions. Um, amazing commitment uh, from from us in defence. Uh, Zap Mercer with an absolutely game-changing turnover mm. over the ball, really opportunistic, adding a new layer to his game that we haven't really seen um, from Zap Mercer and, and winning the winning the turnover. And the second one for me, G, is how um, uh, De Glanville and Rocco De Guni, to, to, a, to a lesser extent, dealt with the dealt with the high balls. Clearly, a tactic from from Dan Bigger to, to test them out and to get Naravolo um, under the high ball. And De Glanville, um, you know, uh, fielded a, a cross kick uh, really, really nicely. And also um, kind of a, 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 a ball running forward when he nearly um, sort of karate kicked Dan Bigger um, in the face as he went to take it. So, yeah, they were my, they were kind of the two things that I had, had jotted down as, as you asked, particularly pleased with. Um, one thing I will, 
Sorry, such Dan. a difficult game for to Glanville, Tom, because there is no one better in the world than than Dan Bigger at collecting his own uh, Gary Owens. And I thought, whilst at times he missed out on a couple, it was a hugely brave performance from from, from the young guy. And we'll come on to his try in the second half. But God, he was he was so brave. He's a slight guy, and the way he put his body on the line was was just so great to see. Yeah, well, I think maybe Richie Moanga would potentially take issue with with that <laughs> comment, G. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll throw, you know, Richie one thing doesn't that... doesn't need to check yet. No, no, no. Well, well one thing that, um, you know, we should touch on briefly. Um, so a few uh, probably significant, I guess, um, refereeing decisions. So uh, the yellow card, we're happy with that? Yeah, great, great refereeing, perfect decision, I think. Yeah, I thought so as well. So um, yeah, mitigation in, in that Harrison was flying in. Um, as well um, yeah. so not a red card downgraded to yellow card correct and then gee a couple of uh, I know you tweeted a couple of um, instances where you know Northampton Saints clearly um, uh, were, were missing where the, the ball had got caught up to having been having a bit of ring rust in, in defence mm-hmm. just taking out uh, Bath attackers at will Max Clark got absolutely nailed as a decoy runner uh, the, the referee checked it and, and didn't come back haven't on a few occasions after that as well gee mm-hmm. very strange well, yeah, when I saw the, the refereeing lineup, I saw Wayne Barnes in the, in the TMO uh, booth or whatever. And I thought, oh, here we go. He's going to want to get involved in this game. But it was quite the opposite, actually. I think they were having problems with their um, communication between the two. And that's the only explanation I can give for the Max Clark one. And then that, that one I can kind of understand from a defender's point of view because it's one of those where the first receiver's taken it to the line and given it to the player out the back as opposed to the player short so you can kind of understand why you would make that tackle but the red path one later in the half the, mm. the ball's not even in and it's, it's a dump tackle <laughs> yeah yeah well this is well, actually yeah. um, tweet just came in so from from Jack Wakeham who made I think a, a good point related to, to what you were saying Barnes Barnes is TMO so I think the first time he's he's done it or one of the few times that he's he's done it and and Jack says that um, he's not saying all the decisions were right but he thinks that it did improve the way that decisions were explained and the process mm. sort of by which they got to the decisions and I thought the yellow card was was spot on so yeah. um, uh, the referee on the field uh, whose name I can't remember um Ridley. Uh, Ridley, yeah, Christopher Ridley. Uh, so we explained the decision, Barnes kind of backing him up and kind of making making the same point in a different way, both agreeing, decision made. Not all these kind of, you know, watching a million replays and um, really stifling any momentum in, in the game. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a good, good refereeing combination and, and kind of made for um, what would have sort of could have been a much more turgid um, encounter overall. Yeah, agreed. Right, let's move into the second half. I'm dying to talk about it. Um, the first 10 minutes of the second half, a similar pattern to the first half. Tom Bath, ill-discipline, really. Uh, kind of Stuke and Walker both giving penalties away inside our own 10-metre line on the sort of late 40-minute mark. Uh, and, and then they go for a line-out, Northampton Saints, opt for a line-out from that uh, Stuke penalty, uh, go to the corner, and 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 then the 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 game changes because Stuart Hooper throws on uh, Will Stewart, Charlie Yules, and, and Tom Dunn, and from that more that Northampton take from the lineout, Dunn and Stewart and Yules all hugely influential in in the defensive set which followed. 
Forster knock on from uh, Ratiniwana. And then from that scrum penalty, Will Stewart straight over the top of Nick Horterak cleared the ball. Um, and that was such a, such a big moment. 3-3 at that point uh, on 50 minutes. The game is in the balance. Northampton Saints with Courtney Laws, Ratuniwara, Ribbons, Harrison, all of these line-out forwards with a scrum with a line-out on our five-metre line. And that defensive set from those three subs in particular uh, was, was pivotal. Yeah, well, I think the the defense at you know, like last line defense on our line was brilliant throughout the whole game. Uh, you know, G Northampton Saints prolific uh, try scoring machine, both out wide and also um, you know from set piece and in, in the lineup with all those forwards that that, that you mentioned. You know, the la- they they have scored against every team they have played against in the last two years. Um, two and a half years, sorry. So for Bath to to hold them out, for Bath to get the clean sheet um, today was a was a brilliant performance. Particularly as they spent so much time down in our red zone and they had so much of of the ball um, of, of the ball throughout the game. But yeah, completely agree. I think when 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 I saw those guys, those three lining up um, uh, on on the sideline with Ben Spencer as well, who had who had stripped off into his match gear. Um, that was about the calmest um, that I, I, I was for the whole of the whole of that game. Uh, you know, the cavalry were were waiting, coming on, um, and yeah, you know, the, the starters did a fantastic job. Uh, but it's just credit to the strength and depth we've got up front, as we've said so many times, that those guys were able to come off the bench. Um, and yeah, we, we looked, I thought, a different team um, from that point onwards, Jim. Yeah. And I thought, looking at the 23 selected, that that was maybe the way that the game was going to go. And I think that the it was probably always going to be lower scoring than the previous games we've had because of the kind of disjointed nature of these midweek games. And I think having that strength and depth on the bench really kind of proved pivotal. And I tweeted at halftime, actually, that I hoped they would be the spark that changed the game and swung it in our favour. And they absolutely were. And then, you know, from... From those three, then on came um, oh, the the man, Ben Spencer. God, I'm enjoying watching this guy play. On he came uh, and an immediate, immediate impact. Uh, so a box kick, not messing around on our halfway line, a box kick, a perfect box kick, kick landing just outside the 22. Arshi Twala still somehow playing at 15 at Prem level, drops the ball. But Ben Spencer doesn't dwell on that at all. Redpath makes a nice little half rate. Spencer's straight there, like we never get from Bath, and a perfect pass for De Glanville to score a brave finish again in the corner. The impact of, of Spencer, that was such good scrum half play. I enjoyed, that was my, my favourite moment since the restart, maybe of, of, of the season so far. God, I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant stuff from from Spencer. I think he he's just such a, a calming influence and such a class act when he is on the ball. Um, you know, I think with with halfbacks, when you can tell that there's 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 real class there, it's just when there's you know there's a bit more time. It feels like they've got a little bit more time um, than than everyone else on the field, and 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 that's he, that, that's it with Spencer. He never seems to be exerting himself, but he always seems to be in the right place at the right time. Uh, you know, he, he is always on hand to you know play a quick ball, um, uh, for example, to make that pass um, out wide to, to Dick Lamble. He's just there. He executes really well. He's calm under pressure. Um, it's interesting to hear Alistair Three Eakin on comp. Huh? Three years we've got him for. I know. Uh, it's quite incredible. I think the only problem, G, is that how yeah. he's not got more... Um, more caps for England. Uh, I, I, I do not understand it. Bath games. 
Eddie, yeah, Eddie Jones has been there now twice, um, <laughs> and I, I could I could understand it if it was only to watch uh, Big Mac and tries Rory, Rory McConaughey. That would be that would be understandable. Um, but in case he's noticed that we've also got quite a useful uh, new scrum half, um, yeah, gee, I'd just be very worried that um, the moment we start to get uh, uh, you know some right. some consistency at number nine, um, wouldn't it just be so? Uh, so bath-like for it to be um, ripped from under our feet and for him to be a uh, hundred test, um, um, hundred hundred cap England man um, mm. uh, in the next few yeah, years. Yeah, don't but. don't dampen my spirits tonight, please, Tom. Uh, but I think what you were about to to go on to say there was that um, he was talking in, in the week. There was an article released about him, and he was saying one of the main reasons that he left Saracens and chose to come to Bath permanently, which is so rare for a lot of these Saracens guys, is to develop that leadership in, in his game. And I, I think he um he he said that in the Saracens dressing room because you've got Itoje, you've got Farrell you've got Brad Barrett you've got all of these guys who, who who are such good leaders that it's so difficult to find your voice yeah. and he's really found that coming to Bath he's A enjoyed having that leadership but also he's found that he's had to maybe hold himself back at times because he doesn't want to come across as kind of and know it all and, and kind of come in and, and try and be his, his team so I think that's really great to hear and I said when he joined that's what I want to see from him and um, I'm, <laughs> he must be listening <laughs> I think that's a nibble, G. I'll be listening back. I'm fairly sure that was the point I was making. Um, <laughs> and I think you know that. But um, And G, you mentioned you mentioned a few of those big names. The one you missed out was Richard Wigglesworth. Yeah, yeah he's been... The, 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 the whole problem, I think, is that he's been playing in Wigglesworth's shadow to some extent, um, being unable to get, you know, a permanent gig in that nine shirt. So, um, yeah, great stuff. Was he uh, not three, worried he'd be playing in Chudley's shadow? Well, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see about that one. Still got young Max Green to come back and, and, and make his mark. And I like that um, as, a, as, a, as a combination G. Ben Spencer to, to, to start and to provide that control um, and, and, uh, and Max Green to come on um, and provide a bit of sort of pace and energy and zip um, at, at the end of the game. But yeah, uh, Spencer, Sp- Spencer absolutely changed the game uh, G. But, and, and we should just mention Tom DeGlamble as well. Uh, you know, a very neat finish in the corner with players bearing down on him. Um, uh, Rory Hutchinson, in particular, bearing down on him. G and just seeing a couple of videos after the oh. the game there, and, and 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 some some sort of comment on social media. It's not looking like that was a particularly good challenge from from Hutchinson. It looks like um, as he goes to ground, there's a, a sort of sh- his shoulder. Um, uh, sort of strikes the Glamble pretty pretty hard in the neck there. So we hope the Glamble's all right. And I wouldn't be surprised, G, if um, that's one that goes to the the sighting officer because there were no um, no arms involved at all with that one. Yeah, it's a red card anywhere else on on the field. If it's not on a scoring act, that's a red right. card. Yeah, and, and we saw the, the the kind of tame nature of this high tackle rule when Will Stewart got um, pinged for for a real t- soft seat back t- seat belt tackle in in the second half. And if you compare the risk on that with the risk that Hutchinson had on on the Glanville, yeah, it, it's night and day. So um, probably glad he, you know, I say this now because we won, but probably I didn't get a red card because I, I just hate to see them. But yeah, I would be um, I'd be shocked if if that's the last we see of it. And and yeah, I, I think. Most importantly, from a Bath point of view, just hope hope he's all right because he was so brave and and he's going to be he's going to get a lot of game time at fifteen. So yeah, fingers crossed. Um, Tom Tom Tom's okay. Yeah, um, and then uh, you know obviously um, 
less than a score ahead at that point, G, mm. uh, having having uh, missed conversion, 8-3. Um, and then on comes uh, on comes Big Mac and tries. And with his first touch of the game, G, first yeah. touch of the game, yeah, it was, opportunistically um, juggled a ball, collected it, and under the sticks. Uh, yeah, Rory McConaughey. I'm sure Eddie Jones was was smiling again, uh, grinning, but you know, beneath his his face mask uh, up in the stands there, because yeah, just the impact that McConaughey makes. He does it so often. Nine tries in in 23 matches now. Four in his last six. Um, he's just an absolute machine, isn't he? Yeah, and it came from another Saints error. And and I think it's important to to say that they made a hell of a lot of errors. I think they made 14 um, turnovers, so handling errors. Uh, that you're referring, I'm, I'm referring to there, yeah, 14 handling errors. And, and I think Dave Ribbons dropped about six of those. They made so many errors. But I do think um, it, it was just based on the harrying and, and the line speed and the physicality of Bath defence. You know, they were suffocated, Northampton, and they felt like they had to, to throw the extra pass to kind of get out of that Bath press. And I think, you know, they were poor tonight, Northampton, and, and you'd be really disappointed if you're a Saints fan. But but I think a lot of credit must go and will go on this podcast, Tom, to to, to the Bath defence. And, and it came from from the same thing, harrowing a, a mistake and one just bounced our way and, and Big Mac on, under the sticks. Great. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the pressure, um, the line speed, but it's also just the, the physicality. Mm. Um, I think we managed to make it at times into the arm wrestle that that suited us. Um, you know, you'd have these runners, Ribbons, Ritonuara, Courtney Laws, um, you know, James Fish, etc., Franks, um, running these hard lines and just being battered, um, battered back in, in defence by, um, you know, a Bath defence that was seriously up for it, but is also seriously physical. Mm. Um, that, that starting front five did a cracking job. But then when you, if you're a Saints player and you see, um, England's player Charlie Yules, um, England player Will Stewart, England player Tom Dunn to come off the bench. Um, it's your just... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, um, you, you just your heart just just must sink. Um, we, we were so much stronger in terms of our bench, um, and I think Northampton quickly or, or sort of slowly dawned on them that they were never going to win that arm wrestle. Um, and yeah, absolutely fantastic. You know. They, to not to not concede um, for a start, but yeah, to put them under the pressure that, that you mentioned, whereby they'd be throwing these ridiculous offloads, players of of real class, you know, Hutchinson, uh, Dan Bigger, throwing these uh, kind of audacious offloads, which were never going to stick, really, just because they were going backwards, they were they were starting to panic, they were behind um, behind on 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 the scoreline, and then you know, the guys like McConaughey and Spencer uh, de Glanville when Northampton did make a mistake in, in, um, in, in their 22, in, in, in the danger zone, we were able to capitalise and it only took a few opportunities G, to, to really put the game um, out of their reach. Yeah, so three points to 15 at that point when McConaughey scored uh, on around the 60-minute the mark. I think it was maybe 65-minute mark. Um, so still only 12 points ahead, Tom. And I know you're, uh, having watched a lot of rugby with you, uh, particularly Bath rugby, you are uh, quite a pessimistic Bath fan during the game. I think that's probably fair to say. And when Elliot Stook uh, fumbled the, 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 the restart, uh, when we were only beat <laughs> by 12 points, uh, did you, and I can probably say you did, uh, go, oh, here we go again. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, well, you know, we have, we have seen it so many times, G. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be fooled um, again by uh, into a false sense of security that, that we're not going to throw it away. But, but in all seriousness, I think we were so dominant in the scrum that I felt like it's just very, very difficult for, for Northampton to, to build a platform. So I think whenever I saw a knock-on, um, I was kind of getting more excited about watching the next scrum than I was um, concerning myself around us, us throwing it away. But um, yeah, I did have a brief panic. Um, but, you know, Reese Priestland uh, uh, emerged from the, from the bench. Um, you know, he, he entered the fray and I felt again a little bit more calm. You know, we've got uh, a high-class kicker in the game. If they are going to pin us back, we should be able to exit when we do get penalties, we should be able to nail the, the three points as Preston did. Nailed a, a tricky um, a penalty kick to, to take us more than two scores ahead. Um, so I think, you know, obviously I have those panics, G, but I think, uh, and I'm sure that every Bath rugby fan has those uh, has those panics living with the scars um, from a couple of seasons ago of, of throwing away all those games in a row. Um, but I think relatively speaking, I was, I was, I was quite calm and, and that only actually bodes well, G. Yeah, Mike Williams, a penalty at the breakdown. Preeson slotted it from 50 metres uh, to make it three great points. Great turnover. Great turnover. Yeah, great turnover to make it three points to 18 with seven, five minutes to go. Uh, and the game was won, Tom. And, and that is how it ended. Uh, Bath into the playoffs for the first time this season. And there is absolutely no reason in my mind why we aren't contenders. We, are, we should not be let me get this right. There's no reason why we shouldn't be con- considered contenders for that top four and why that shouldn't absolutely be our target. And we should be disappointed from this position now if we don't get top four, Tom, which is such a great thing to say. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. And, you know, looking at the table, um, we're up into, into fourth place now. Wasp just behind us. Um, so we're on 44 points. Wasp just behind us on 43. Um, Northampton now on 40 and sick. And then after that, G. Um, you know, there is now daylight um, mm. into seventh place. So Harlequins, who who got thumped by, by <laughs> Worcester um, down in 32, then Gloucester, who have been struggling, London Irish, Worcester, Leicester, um, and Saracen's bottom, by the way. Um, and so top six now is 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 an absolute must-have. There's, there's no doubt about that. And gee, looking back to the start of the season, that was, for both of us, um, really, I think, the, the ambition um, you know, we've started this period of games really strong um, now to be in the top four um, and actually to be looking at our run of fixtures. Um, there are some winnable games in there, G. If we can go past Wasps on Monday, we've got Worcester and um, Harlequins, uh, the next two fixtures. They are winnable games. Mm. Um, and, you know, we can start to solidify um, our place in the top four, put those other teams just behind us to bed um, and open up some some daylight, but you know, maybe just be me, um, a little bit overly optimistic. Um, but um, yeah, I think to the, tonight was a real test. The, the standard, the physicality, was much higher than than we saw against London Irish and Leicester. Um, we were playing a, a, a weakened team. Ultimately, thirteen changes, combinations that we've not seen together. Players, Max Clark, for example, who haven't played um, uh, on the field for months and months with injuries. Um, and we did a job against a pretty strong um, Northampton Saints side at Franklin's Garden. So um, there's a lot of positives to to take out uh, take out uh, of today. Um, but I also think you know lots of work on G. Mm. Yeah, 
some work on loads of positives. That was fantastic. Second half performance was was just brilliant. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Man of the match award going to Ben Urbano, who gave such a great interview uh, uh, at, at the end. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, Tom, but um, asked asked how he thought he was playing. He said, "Yeah, I'm I'm doing all right. I don't want to big myself up too much." And 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 said, you know, that the, the the discipline that they showed comes from the trust between the lads, and and that's probably Ben talking how how Ben talked. But yeah, it was great to hear him in such like a um, yeah in such a happy mood. I, I really enjoyed that interview uh, and, and the right decision for Beno to be man in the match. Tom, I was going to say he sounds like such a, a nice, gentle teddy bear, doesn't he? On, on that interview, but um, you ask Owen Franks if he's a if he's a nice, <laughs> nice, gentle, uh, gentle uh, teddy bear. Um, yeah, I, I, I think so. Personally, I know that you, um, you know, as the resident scrum half, are mm-hmm. probably going to side with with the Ben Spencer for the impact he had. But as yeah. the resident ex prop, um, I just think that five scrum penalties is absolutely huge. You can't build um, a platform if you're getting dominated at, at every scrum. But it wasn't just um, his scrummaging. Um, he put in some colossal hits, as did the all of the front three. And I think kind of the man of a match award probably should have gone to all the. Um, front three starts starters and reserves that that came on because the 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 way we defended um, throughout the whole game the way we um, scrummaged and the way we we took the line out driving mall away from them as a weapon um, was absolutely massive and we were able to contain them um, for the period uh, until we could get unleashed what was obviously a very very strong bench and then and mm. then put the game to bed so I think um, yeah I think I think the correct decision. Hmm. I mean, I I dis I do disagree because I, I you know Benno was come off. Benno was fantastic. Will Stewart was fantastic. Tom Dunn. I thought those guys were were fantastic. Um, but the the game was three all, and and they were playing brilliantly. And and, and the game was won. The game was won in no doubt in my mind when when Ben Spencer was was introduced into that game the difference he had and just one individual man of the match performance for those last 25 minutes when the game was just taken away from Northampton and and given to Bath in sort of 20 minute flurry which he was absolutely at the epicenter of you know I know he only played 25 minutes but he was the best player on that pitch and and he was the man of the match and 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 Benno was great but Spencer was was the key tonight well, we can agree to disagree, and I um I, yeah, I don't think you'll have to wait long for um for him to get him out of the match. No, that's right. Um, but yeah, all, all in all, Tom, a, a brilliant evening. And if that's what Wednesday nights uh, watching Bath are going to be like, then um, roll on plenty more. <laughs> yeah. well, 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 is it also a Wednesday record must be pretty good. <laughs> Undefeated. Um, yeah, fantastic. And, and I think just the last word on, on just the effort of the guys and, and Max Clark um, really epitomising that effort, a guy that has not played in, in 10 months, uh, had cramp with, with after about 60 minutes, completely understandable, went off. And then when Matavesi went off injured, he had to oh. come back on um, and put in a hell of a shift. And, and, and Hooper and all the guys must be so proud on, on that bus going back. Um, yeah, have a beer and enjoy that win, Bath, because because that was fantastic. Absolutely, yeah, hugely deserved. Real test of test of squad depth. Great effort from from Max Clark. He must have been pretty livid when he saw um, <laughs> when he saw Matavesi limp off for that for that for that HIA. Um, yeah, I feel I do feel immensely proud of how we've how how we stumped up today. And you know, yeah. looking at Monday, and we, we will look ahead to Monday. 
Um, and I think we'll be recording after G. We we hear the the team news, but you know, fully expect us to make a you know a number of changes, bring in some top quality that um, was rested, will have stayed in um, in in Bath most likely, um, and will be raring to go. Anthony Watson, um, Jonathan Joseph, uh, Toby Fallatel, Sam, Sam Underhill, um, and and more. So um, yeah, uh, very exciting times. Uh, for, for a Bath fan uh, being through plenty of thin uh, G since we <laughs> uh, recorded this podcast but um, I think this for me is about as, as as bad as thick and bountiful times as we have experienced um, and I'm loving it and I hope all Bath rugby fans are as well yeah well said Tom perfect note to end on thanks for listening subscribe share the podcast uh, and we'll be with you very soon when will we be back we're back on over the weekend, right? Over the weekend, yeah. We're back over the weekend to preview the Wasps game on Bank Holiday Monday, hopefully uh, with, with some team news. So, yeah, hit subscribe and whenever we do it, it will be delivered straight to your device.